0: To Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I are ready for a sort of a new series that we're, we're gonna do and sort of a, a continuation of the top tens that we've been doing here for the last little while as we've, you know, it was like we did it through the summer and then we did them occasionally through the season and then now there's nothing else to do but nice fun lists. So, Uh, We are moving from the top players from every NHL team. You can go back and listen to all those. Please subscribe to the show, and uh, you can go back and you can find all the episodes for every single one of the teams in the National Hockey League, all 31. Now we are going to start a new little, uh, little category, and it is players from particular countries or like, you know... So today we're going to start off with the Czech Republic. We're starting off relatively small, I would say, in comparison to some other countries. Uh, but yeah, we decided Czech Republic, the 1998 gold medal winners in the Nagano Olympics, and uh, that's that's pretty much their like their one thing that they've really taken home in the last 30 years, but uh, that's where we decided to start. Justin, I wanted to get your thoughts on how you came up with this list, because obviously there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's international play, there's their play in the NHL, and uh, and this isn't like, hey, here's, your, here's the best players that have ever played for them in the Olympics. It's just the best players to come from their country, but it could also include their international play. Uh, it's not just the NHL like we've been doing up to this point. So what what did you use to kind of come up with your list?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I looked at a, a couple different factors. I mean, the biggest one was, obviously, I got to see a lot of these players in the NHL, right? And so uh, that kind of weighed a little bit more heavy. Um, you know, I, I tried to look at some international play, but unfortunately, you know, growing up and, you know, even now I, I don't get to see, You know a ton outside of you know like you know the world championships and the Olympics and that sort of stuff you know unfortunately I don't just get to watch a lot of you know Czech Republic hockey and yes but you know after that I just took an account to basically you know the impact that each of these players had on you know their respective teams when they were in the NHL or you know maybe when they played internationally you know what what they meant to the team what they meant to their country and you know how they compared to you know everybody else on this list.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, I used NHL statistics uh, and then considered, all right, was this guy on a, you know, if if they were on that 1998 gold medal team, of course, I, I gave him maybe a little bit of a bump. Uh, yes. And, and it, it played a factor whether they, they did play for Czech Republic. Um, I think that because they haven't had a ton of success since that point, uh, I, I leaned a little heavier to their NHL stats, whereas maybe some other, uh, some other teams, some other countries, I may you know, lean a little heavier into their international play. Um, okay, so with that said, let's go to, as we always do, a few players that just missed your list. Who just missed your list, Justin?
1: Yeah, I've got uh, one guy who was actually on that 98 team. Uh, that's Vinny Prospil, played center. Um, I also have uh, a Robert Lang, a a guy that I don't have fond memories of as a Detroit Red Wings. So uh, maybe that hurt his stock a little bit in my book. And then uh, recently retired, I would say, you know, not like, you know, this season, but Thomas Placanik.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I did not have Placanik's on there. I had uh, Vinny Prospel was on my just miss. uh, And then Peter Nedved and Peter Sikora wind up on my just missed peter nedved probably the most significant player on my just missed as he was uh, a top five draft pick and uh, it had had a good career but i i think that when all is said and done the players ahead on this list had a bigger impact on their team so okay uh let's go to number 10
1: yeah number 10 for me uh peter sakura guy
0: making your just miss
1: okay Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, in terms of, you know, NHL statistics, he is sixth all time in terms of Czech Republic players in terms of scoring with 721 points and just a little over a thousand games. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I, I didn't really get to watch too much of him growing up. He was, um, and even, you know, lately into the, the two thousands here, but I don't know why he just, he kind of escaped my, my radar when just watching, teams because maybe it's just my uh, my hatred for the new jersey devils <laughs> early on uh in the 90s especially um but man this guy you know not only could he put up the points but he was a- actually really well known as being a good two-way player i mean he got you know in the top 20 selkie voting once and um you know got consideration for the lady being as well so he was a a gentlemanly player who who played on both sides of the puck pretty well
0: so gentlemanly <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I mean let's let's face it he, he gets uh gets a couple Stanley Cups in there too. Not too shabby.
0: Did he who did he win the cup with?
1: The Devils and the Penguins.
0: Oh, he won the cup with the Devils in 95, eh?
1: No, 2000 and then uh Oh, is he there? One with the Penguins, yeah, in 2009. Really? Which again, Man, I, yeah, I totally
0: just, forgot about those. I'm thinking like Peter Nedved on the like the New York Rangers and
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean when he was with the 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 penguins, you know, in two thousand nine. He was he was more of a secondary guy. I mean, when you have the likes of uh you know
0: your Sure Crosby um, and Malkin are yeah <laughs> he kind of t-
1: falls behind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um okay well at my number ten I had a guy who he also won the Stanley Cup with uh with the New Jersey Devils twice, as a matter of fact. Uh and that is the center the beast of a man, Bobby Holik.
1: Okay. Yeah, a little higher on my list. So.
0: Okay, yeah, Bobby Holik, uh, second most or third most NHL games played by a Czech Republic player. He uh, thirteen hundred and fourteen games. He scored over three hundred goals, seven hundred and forty-seven points, and amassed over fourteen hundred penalty minutes. So, uh, not not too bad there. Uh, and and was a really was a a, a power play goal machine as well 74 of his 326 coming on the power play uh, but i think more than more than anything he was i mean he's just a monster he yes. he was able to to just move guys around he he created his own space he didn't need any help creating any space so uh, yeah he he definitely deserves to be on this list he was a, an absolute monster i think he's he's a little bit lower on my list maybe in comparison to some other guys um not necessarily putting up better overall stats but i think halik was oftentimes just he was a third line center who who put up some pretty decent numbers but for the most part a third line center he did have some 60 point seasons uh for new jersey in the late 90s uh never scored more than I mean 27 goals was the most goals he ever scored Uh, but for the most part especially when when New Jersey was was winning their cups I mean he was a little bit younger when he's there when New Jersey's winning the cups he's you know 20 points the year they won the Stanley Cup in 95 in the regular season and uh, the, the other years he's winning the cup really he's he is a really good Third line, second line kind of guy. So he never really was the man for the New Jersey Devils, and so that was one reason why I said eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you down the list just a little bit. Okay, let's go to your number nine.
1: Ah, uh, for me, uh, Peter Nedved, another center. Um, yeah, this guy. I mean, he actually. <clears throat> excuse me. He was, uh, you know, just a boy I mean he he moved around a lot let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah I mean he started his career Vancouver then the St. Louis and the Rangers and Pittsburgh's all within you know a, a matter of five six years I mean, hence why was,
0: I forgot which teams he played for
1: right yeah kind of gets you know forgotten about a lot but I mean you look at his production I mean in 982 games 717 points in the NHL uh, you know can't really can't really knock those numbers I mean and then, of course, you know, that those numbers fall in for, you know, seventh all-time tied with the guy, um, you know, another guy maybe might have made your list of Martin Straka. But, uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, uh, no Stanley Cups, not a lot of – well, no hardware to go with it and, uh, you know, not a lot of playoff success either. But, uh, you know, the numbers don't lie. I mean, this guy did, did produce uh, early on in his career. I think his, his best season, 99 points, almost hitting that 100-point plateau – in Pittsburgh, Of course, it probably didn't help or hurt who he was playing with at that time. But, uh, you know, still was able to produce no matter where he went, especially when, you know, the Rangers had this uh, what I like to call the the importing of Czech players quite a bit <laughs> early in the 2000s. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and I, I think the one thing that maybe held me off on on Peter Nedved, too, was uh, that he was not on that 98 Nagano team. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I did consider that too. But when I look at, you know um, you know, his career, I, I, especially when they start keeping track of time on ice, he was, he was always a top line guy and he, you know, especially with those Rangers teams early on, I, I, you know, he produced like it, but they, they were never really known for their scoring early in the two thousands. And uh, he still managed to put up some pretty good numbers for me. So.
0: I mean it is like when you you th- oh you know what I think there was a year that he missed and that would be why I'm looking at Peter Nedved's yearly statistics and it goes from 96 97 to 98 99 so yeah. obviously he had uh, he had some kind of injury I'm sure we could we could dig that up but uh he that would probably be the reason that he he wasn't in the Olympics there so uh could be Okay, uh, my number nine is a guy you you just mentioned was uh, Martin Straka, coming in at number nine. Um, oh. I, I, yeah, and again another guy who who didn't really have the hardware, um, but for my money, I I feel like I got to I got to watch quite a bit of of Martin Straka, and uh, because I the Penguins were kind of my like. My second team, Mario Lemieux, was always my favorite player, and so I, <laughs> I just ended up any opportunity I got to watch them. I, I was uh, put up some some great seasons, and uh, at one point was really the, he was the top center in Pittsburgh. Granted, they they weren't great, um, but his offensive numbers uh, where I had you know I had Bobby Halik just one spot lower. Martin Stroka is is thirty points behind, but also almost four hundred games behind. Uh, so definitely putting up, having a little bit more of an impact on the score sheet on a regular basis. He's uh, tenth all time in points per game and is uh, eighth all time in scoring at seven seventeen. Actually tied with Peter Nedved. So I, I think you I think you mentioned that, but yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to your number eight. Number eight for me, uh, Jakob Voracek, current
1: NHL player on the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, gotta say, I mean, this guy, you know, already close to 700 points in his career and, uh, doesn't hurt. He gets to play a lot of time with Claude Giroux, but I just, I love this guy's game. And surprisingly, uh, I always considered him a goal scorer for some reason, but when you look at the numbers, he never really had more than 22, 23 goals in a season. And, uh, he's a, he's a good setup, man. I mean, I'll be honest. I love watching his game. He can, I, I, he plays a good two way game, but I watch him float up and down the lineup in terms of first and second line play. And he just, he always produces and he's always been been rock solid, you know, reliable. He, you know, he might not put up the 90 point seasons, but you know, he'll get you 60 points every year. He's, you know, reliable and just, he does what he, what he does and he, he's pretty good at it. So
0: yeah, uh 7th overall pick of the the Columbus Blue Jackets. So definitely uh highly favored coming into uh coming into the draft. He also was a first a first all-star in 2014-15 when he put up 81 points in 82 games. Had a at a real nice season that year. Uh, yeah, I'd say the it's it's interesting with him that, you know, he He goes to he's in on the Blue Jackets and really has, I mean, three seasons of like okay yeah this guy's going to be a pretty decent probably second line type of player uh, was was definitely a setup man. He did get fifty points his second year, forty six the next, and goes to Philadelphia and continues to put up those types of numbers. Forty nine points his his next year, but then it was that lockout year. He goes and puts up forty six and forty eight and. And since then, he's always been relied upon to get at least about other than one year. uh, He's had over 60 points every single year since that point uh, for about seven, seven, eight years straight. So he has definitely been a model of consistency. I actually don't have him on my list. Uh, I strongly considered him and I kind of went and said, you know, I'm going to wait until until he finishes his career, see where he finishes up. See what he's able to do with the remainder of his career. What what he does with it. I just I felt like the guys that I have now ahead of him, for some reason, maybe I was feeling a little more nostalgic. I do have one active NHL player uh, left on my list, but all the other guys, I just I think I got nostalgic. (laughs) I just said Jakub Voracek, you you'll be on this list eventually, but I'm not going to let you on it yet.
1: Okay, yeah. I think by the time it's all said and done, I think, you know, he's going to finish his career top three in scoring. Uh, and then there's another active NHL player on my list who I think will probably surpass him, but uh, we'll get to that a little later.
0: Okay. Um, well, <laughs> my number eight is the first defenseman to appear on my list. He is the twenty-second. All time Czech Republic score, but the second all time defensive score. Uh, He did play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I watched him play his like I watched his entire career, uh, and always, always was putting up solid. Like he was always relied upon for a, a 40 to 50 point season, uh, even put up a 58 and a 53 point season, a, a couple oh, uh, sorry, a 67 point season in 05, And that is Thomas Caberlet.
1: Oh, okay. Good pick. Did not make my list, but I did think of him. And uh, yeah, I kind of actually thought, sneakingly, I was like, yeah, I bet you Mark kind of sneaks him on here somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah I felt like I mean and he a, also he also won uh won the cup with the Bruins in 2011 and uh I you know traded at the deadline over there he was actually I mean you you maybe wouldn't think of him as as somebody who is uh, a top 15 player in the NHL uh, in terms of defensemen but 0203 he's e 11th on Norris trophy voting 0 506 he's 13th. The following year, sixteenth. Following year, seventeenth. So, I mean, he was in the conversation. I mean, albeit he wasn't going to win the Norris, uh, especially with the other guys that were in there. But he was in the conversation of, hey, this guy's a number one defenseman, and he's one of the best ones in the league. I mean, as in terms of puck moving defensemen, he was he maybe is the most underrated puck moving defenseman of the early two thousands.
1: Yeah, I won't disagree with you there at all.
0: I mean, putting up, he had 58 points in 05-06, and his team missed the playoffs. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's definitely uh, definitely doing something right there. Um, okay, let's go to your number seven.
1: Uh, number seven, the first goaltender to crack our list, uh, Thomas Vokun.
0: Thomas Vokun. He is my number Dude. seven as well.
1: Okay, yeah, i got to say probably one of the more underrated goaltenders of his time uh began his career obviously with Montreal but was soon taken by the startup Nashville Predators. Um and I'll I'll just say you know Nashville was not not the Nashville they are today early on they uh they struggled to score they struggled to win a lot of games and it's funny I look at uh you know 2002 03 you look at his numbers right 25 wins 31 losses and so you say okay you know, um, not, not, not very good. Uh, but he still managed to get in the top 10 for Vesna voting because of just what he meant to that franchise early on. He was really like the first star for this franchise, I think. And, um,
0: and put up good number. I mean, nine yeah. say percentage and a two two one goals against uh, for a yeah, team that
1: was not good <laughs> yeah.
0: for a team that was not good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so you, you look at, you know, again, as you know, you move down the list in his career. Then he went goes to Florida to again another team that was not very good. Um, I mean, you know, oh nine oh, you know, oh nine ten. He finished again with another losing record, twenty three and twenty eight and eleven, but still managed to get some heart voting. I mean, that's just what this guy meant. That's how good he was when he played. Uh, but just again, was never on the winning side. Never had a team that could really you know propel him. In the playoffs and you know it shows because he only went to the playoffs three times and two of those times with nashville they were out in the first round even though the first year he went and put up a 939 save percentage
0: yeah that was going up against the uh, i guess they were the were they the defending stanley cup champ no they would have been they won the cup two years ago i think in what o two o three 203 is that the year that the that the wings lost to anaheim in the first round
1: Yes, it was. We don't like to talk
0: about that yeah, here. I, hey, I understand. I don't <laughs> want to talk about uh, game sevens either. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I so I also had I had Thomas Volkun there as well, uh, and yeah, definitely, definitely deserving of that. And I I believe he was on the uh, 2006 Torino team that won the bronze. That is correct. So uh, he does take home a little bit of hardware as well. In the uh, he he you know he he doesn't win anything in the NHL, but at least he goes and he, he gets an Olympic medal. Uh, there you go. Their only the Czech Republic's only other Olympic medal. Uh, although they, they 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 did win gold also in uh, in 2005 and 2010 in the World Championships. And uh, and actually had a three-year run, 99, 2000, and 2001, where they won the world championship three years in a row. So uh, this it, the team was fantastic because you've got Dominic Hasek and Net and Yermir Yager. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we'll uh, we'll get to some of those guys. Uh, let's well let's let's move along to your number seven. Uh, my number six. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, your number six.
1: Yeah, guy, yeah, you already already mentioned on your list a little earlier. Um, Bobby Holik for me, just a beast. Again, you talked about it, an immovable object. I think of him as almost like the poor man's Chara at at the forward position. Um, But, you know, spent early on a lot of his career with the New Jersey Devils and became known as just a bruiser, a a basher, you know, three straight seasons of over 100 penalty minutes. And um, and then, you know, uh, gets signed and you know, goes to the Rangers, uh, and from everything I read, and again, I was never, you know, a big follower of that rivalry of the the Rangers Devils back then. But boy, you know, everybody in in the New York area hated him. Oh yeah, when he was on the Rangers, and so um, you know, even it's funny to me when you look at the 03-04 season, finishing with fifty six points, he actually led the Rangers in scoring that year, which is just crazy to me. Uh, so Bobby Holik at least can say he led a team in scoring one season.
0: Yes, and which, Rangers fans still hated him because he was getting paid too much.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they signed him to a ridiculous forty-five million, five-year contract, uh, and then of course the lockout season in 0-4-0-5 and then uh, gets bought out, re-signs with the Atlanta Thrashers. So uh, the Thrashers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he gets to uh, finish his career as a Devil, but. Yeah, this guy was just a beast in front of the net, a, just a beast on the power play. I Yeah, just a model of consistency in terms of production. Every year he was a, you know, 40-50 point guy. You always could count on him for that. And you know, never a top-line guy, but he was he was a great second third line center to have on a team.
0: Okay. Uh, my number 6 is my only active NHL player. Uh guy taken by the Boston Bruins 25th overall in 2014. And that is David Pasta Pasternak. All right. Uh, I mean, this guy has already shown that he's probably going in. When when all is said and done, my guess is that he is in the top, maybe even the top three for Czech Republic players all time, uh, especially if he continues to put up the goals that he puts up. I mean, he he would have likely had 50 goals this year, which would put him in very unique company in terms of players from the Czech Republic that have scored 50 goals. There is only two of them right now, and uh, he would would be the third. Uh, Doesn't look like he's going to get the opportunity to do that this year, so next year he'll have to go and uh, score 50 goals again, maybe. Uh, But... I mean, the, the guy has had such a great start to his career. 70 points in 16, 17 as a 20-year-old, really to kind of break into the league and uh, show off who he is scoring 34 goals and uh, up to this season where he's put up 95. Uh, I mean, he is he hasn't scored less. He scored more than 34 goals every year for four years in a row. That's, that's fantastic. He's definitely one of the most consistent goal scorers in the NHL, and... I mean, at some point here, he's going to win some kind of trophy. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but you know, he's he's only really hit, he's played six years in the NHL. Uh, so for for that, I'm I'm not willing to put him into the top five yet because all the guys in the top ten have you know they're they're all playing more than a thousand games in the NHL, and uh, I just didn't feel like. David Pasternak, who's played less than 400. Granted, he is almost a point per game, but uh, I felt like keeping him just outside the top 10 was appropriate.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, can't argue with that. He is on my list, but maybe uh, maybe a little higher than yours. So,
0: Okay, well, let's find out how high he went. Let's go your number five.
1: Number five, uh, former Colorado Avalanche Milan Hayduk.
0: Okay, I have him at number five as well.
1: Okay, yeah, a guy who actually did get to play with the the famous ninety eight Czech Republic's hockey team, although he did not produce any points um, during their six game tear. But yeah, because uh, they
0: won their games one to nothing and two to one.
1: <laughs> I know, just fantastic. But uh, I mean, let's face it, third all time in terms of points for a Czech Republic player, just a little shy over a thousand games played, all in the same uniform, which is very rare and. Uh, you got to tip the cap to that man for that, but uh, has his best season in in o two o three with fifty goals and ninety eight points. So again, you talk about Czech players with fifty goals. Yeah. He is one of them,
0: and he and uh, he wins the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy for his efforts as well.
1: Yes, he does, but only finishes oddly enough finishes twelfth in heart Voting that season. So
0: yeah, I think the uh, I think the general consensus was that playing with Peter Forsberg was what really helped him. <laughs> So. And
1: that's why Forsberg got the heart trophy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. They said, oh, Forsberg got 50 goals for another guy. Was, I mean, it wasn't quite your, uh, you know, Joe Thornton. David Chichu? <laughs> yeah, Joe Thornton getting Jonathan Chichu. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh.
0: But, yeah, uh, Hey Duke, phenomenal player. I think always kind of seen as a as a – a guy who needed another great player around him. I mean, it's not his fault that he constantly had Joe Sakic and Peter Forsberg around him. Uh, not to mention the uh, the bevy of other talents that came through Colorado during. I mean, he he played for Colorado all 14 years in the NHL, and uh, I mean, I think he just took advantage of it. And he, over a thousand games, puts up 805 points, and uh, was really a. I mean one of the top scoring wingers in the nhl well he was in the league especially yeah. on that right side uh okay well we're in the top five let's go number four i i'm this is very interesting to me because uh i think our top i think there's somebody in my top four that you don't have on your list at all
1: i think so yeah so i'm, <laughs> I'm curious to see who it is yeah especially this high on the list my goodness it's just probably someone that uh I just completely blanked on, but okay. Uh, number four for me is a guy. Um, you already mentioned him, uh, the pasta David Pasternak. Um, okay, I love this kid's game and just watching him play. You know, you you talk about, you know, your Patrick Kane, your Ovies of the world, line drivers on the wing, and there's not too many of them. And I I think David Pasternak is one of those guys. And um, you know, you look at you know the players around him, right? It doesn't hurt that he gets to play with Patrice Bergeron and. Um, But those guys weren't huge point producers until, you know, David Pasternak came along and started playing alongside them and boy did their production explode because of this kid. And he drives that team right now. I think honestly, he is the reason they have such a dangerous first line. And, you know, it shows he's a model of consistency in terms of scoring goals. I mean, just three straight 34 plus goals seasons. Um, You know, and I do think when it's all said and done, he will be a, a top three scorer in terms of, you know Czech Republic players in the NHL, and uh, you know he's, you know he'll probably have some hardware. Unfortunately, now in the NHL we're in a, we're in that time where they usually look to centers first and then to the wings in terms of you know hardware. But uh, yeah, I think hopefully he'll get a Stanley Cup ring, and you know maybe the NHL will let the, uh, let the players play in the Olympics again too. So he might get some some more love there, another medal or something. But yeah, for me number four the pasta.
0: Okay. Um, My number four is probably the guy who did not make your list, shockingly enough. Uh, apparently, no love for defensemen on your list for Czech Republic <laughs> players because for my money, I don't think you have a single one on your list. Uh, so my number four is the all-time Czech Republic sco- uh, defensive scorer. Uh, A guy who has the second most games all time by any Czech-born player. Second only to uh, a guy who appears higher on my list. And uh, that is Roman Hammerlick. Played almost 1,400 games. Put up 638 points. All while amassing over 1,400 penalty minutes. And uh, he was on the... He was like the top pairing on the Czech Republic team that won that Stanley Cup in 90... Or uh, the, the gold medal in 98 yes and it was just he was always a model of consistency i mean he played in the nhl for 20 years and other than the last the last year i mean he was always pretty healthy throughout all his years of course you know you play long enough and you're gonna end up <laughs> with some seasons where you uh where you have some kind of injury you play 20 years but was always very healthy and uh made the playoffs out of his 20 years was in the playoffs for 15 of them. And for a defenseman to put up 41 points in 113 playoff games uh, just showed that he always showed up in the playoffs. He he went on a, a couple runs uh, in 98. He you know, went on. A, he played 12 games for the Oilers in the playoffs. His probably his best stretch was later in his career, uh, particularly the uh, the 10 Montreal Canadiens that came back down three one to the Washington Capitals, and uh, they go on to the conference finals. Uh, he put up nine points in nineteen games, but always you know always a guy who was being played a ton, uh, mo- a lot of times over twenty five minutes a night in the playoffs, and is just an absolute model of. Like, he was your defensive defenseman who could also put up some points. He, you know, his his best goal, sc- goal scoring year, he had, he had 16 goals a couple years, 65 points in 95, 96, uh, but consistently put up somewhere between 35 and 40 points a year through the first 15 years or so in his career, and then he kind of fell into the uh, 20 to 30 points. But, you know, you, you become a little – obviously – the game changes a ton from his rookie season. He comes in in 90, 1992 uh, to his final year in 2012-13. Uh, the game has changed quite a bit. So you're a, he's a big guy too, uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. So, I mean, he's obviously he's probably slowing down and his career goes on. But uh, <laughs> also little known is that he was the first overall pick in the 92 draft. Uh, by yeah, the, by the Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, yeah, uh, a guy I think he well he doesn't have a ton of rewards. He played a ton of games. He was one of the top defensemen on the gold medal team, and uh, and was and co- consistently played for uh, for the Czech Republic in the Olympics uh, or you know the Olympics and the World Championships. He was generally, I mean he he was playing for them. Uh, until 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 a little bit later in his career when when he kind of stopped playing internationally which which happens when guys get a little bit older but uh, he was a solid piece of, on that team and well he wasn't exactly a guy who was going to win the Norris trophy any year other than uh, his 95-96 he was seventh in norris trophy voting but he was just always consistent and uh, when you're when you're looking at a, a a country that hasn't exactly produced a ton of superstars and especially has hardly any defenseman worth talking about. Uh, I think that that's, that maybe pushes him a little higher is that he was the top defenseman to play for the Czech Republic, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I will put an asterisk on this one because, um, I had my top five. I knew which guys I wanted to put in there. And then when it came to six through 10, I had maybe about 10 different tabs open. And I think maybe I just might've closed it out prematurely forgot about him because he probably should have fallen in there. Maybe seven ish, six for me. So I, I mean, we'll at just the, throw an asterisk but at the guy. same
0: time, it's not like, it's not like it's, uh, the word, like Peter Nedved is still a fantastic player. I mean, he's still yes. put up big points, Um uh, but, yeah, I do think Roman Hammerlick should at least be on this list, but that's okay. Uh, yeah,
1: let's go so we're going to throw an asterisk.
0: Okay, asterisk <laughs> on, on Justin's list. It's not the first time that one of us have had an asterisk list. It's just the first time that you have. So <laughs> usually it's me who forgets somebody. Uh, let's uh, go into the top three, which I think we're going to have the same three players. Uh, let's see what order we put them in. Yeah,
1: I think maybe number three, you and I are going to have the same guy, and that's uh, Patrick Elias.
0: Yep. Got him for in me, number yeah. three.
1: Yeah, I mean, what can you say? We talked about Hadoop hey finishing his whole career with New Jersey or with Colorado, and this guy on another team that, you know, I hated growing up, uh, mostly because what they did to Detroit in 95, but the New Jersey Devils. Um, just a model of consistency, again, for 20 straight seasons. I mean, this guy was a producer. or I mean, you know, you you talk about a late in the nineties, early two thousands, he was, he was a, you know, a score, man. And he put up 40, 38, he could, he could throw some goals in there. 96, 81 points. He had some good seasons, uh, you know, and then even into the the latter half of his career still producing, you know, at 35 with 78 points. And uh, yeah, this guy played it on both ends of the ice very well. Got some, some nice selkie love there a couple of years and uh, got a, got a nice little heart, heart nod too. And, uh, and O. Oh, 2001. So yeah, finishing sixth and voting there. So for me at number three, he obviously, um, you know, again, we, you know, he could be a guy that, you know, slips out of the top three, but right now sitting number two in terms of NHL point producers from the Czech Republic.
0: Yeah. And and he was really always known as the one guy on the New Jersey devils that could score. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, he wins those two cups in 2000, 2003. And I mean, in, and, and goes to the Stanley Cup and loses in seven games in 2001 to the Colorado Avalanche. And in those three years, if uh, if you add up his goal total or his point totals in those, uh, those three years, in 72 games, uh, he put up 56 points. So definitely a guy who was on fire uh, in the playoffs during that time, especially considering the fact that his team... Did not score that many goals in the uh, right. in the in the playoffs either. So, uh, but pretty crazy. Three out of four years, you play an average of twenty four games in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's gotta that's gotta wear you down a little bit for sure.
0: And then of course he went to the Stanley Cup Finals in two thousand twelve when they the Devils lose to the L.A. Kings when they kind of got a taste of their own medicine and nobody could score on Jonathan Quick. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think later on too, at that point in his career, you know, you kind of watch his game evolve from, you know, a big point producer to more being more of a defensive type of guy. I mean, you look at, you know, the years before, you know, only a few hits here or there, but then explodes in 11, 12 with 36 hits during that playoff run. And, you know, you could, you could tell his game was kind of changing a little bit to adapt to the, the NHL as it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, what, you can't say anything bad about Patrick Elias. You just kind of, Went about his business, did his thing. Over a thousand points in the national league, over four hundred goals, uh, definitely deserving to be in the top three. And let's go to number two. Who do you yeah. have at number two? I, I mean, this is there's two players left. Let's find out who you, what order you have them in.
1: Yeah, we know who they are. Uh, for me, though, Yarmir Yager is going to come in at
0: number two. Wow, Yarmir Yager. Okay.
1: Yeah. um,
0: I have them flipped. I have, I have Yager one, Hashik two.
1: And that's totally understandable. I mean, like 90% of the list that I looked at, at Yager at number one, Hashik at number two. And, um, you know, I, for one thing, I just, I look at the amount of years that Yager played, right? And I think, okay, this guy played 24 years in the NHL versus Hashik 16.
0: That's unbelievable. 24 years in the, in the NHL. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, But when I look at what Hashik was able to do in such a short period versus Jaggers, I think, okay, what if Hashik had come over to the NHL sooner? What if he wasn't playing behind Ed Belfort for all those, you know, those few years there in Chicago, you know, would he have, would he have made more of an impact? Would he be, you know, would have been more dominant and then get the love that maybe, you know, Jaggers getting right now as being the the all-time greatest Czech player. And so, um, you know, I, I do think the answer to me would have been yes uh, because you look at his numbers early on in his career and, you know, especially in the 90s, early 90s, I think, you know, he would have been, he would have changed the game, I think, just the way he played the game, and I I, I don't think the NHL was ready for it at the time, because goaltenders weren't, you know, there, you know, back then in the early 90s, late 80s, their save percentages were all below 900, their goals against were all, you know, 3.2, and um, so, yeah, it would have been interesting to see him play, but when Hasha came into the league, I mean, he destroyed everybody, he was just on a terrible, you know, mediocre Buffalo team most of the time and uh, managed to steal Hart trophies. Veznas, I mean, he was so dominant for so long.
0: Literally took and, them to the Stanley Cup Finals and and 99.
1: Uh, yeah, and in you 98, know, yeah, we know the Czech Republic, no shot had it not been for Dominic Koscik. He was just so dominant in international play as well. Uh, he he, he won he won in
0: 1999 2000. He only played 35 games. He only won 15 of them. He was still eighth in Vesna Trophy voting and 17th in Hart. And he only yeah. won 15
1: games. <laughs> That's how good he was.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, I'll say this though. Of course, there is no there's no true way to know. We we, we don't have a time machine. We can't change we can't change the past. Uh, all we know is that really he came over in. In the early '90s, was on the was on the Blackhawks, get traded to the Sabers, and, and then kind of takes off from there. Uh, he does play until he's 43 years old, which is rare for a goaltender. And I mean, his best years were between the ages of 29 and the last year he wins the Vesna is when he's 36 for the Sabers. Uh, comes over and, and finally wins his cup with Detroit. Uh, as a 37-year-old, and then, I, I mean, I guess even as a 42-year-old, no 607, he's 38 and 11 and was fifth in Vesna Trophy voting. So, I mean, to age 42, there there's his window, and then I guess I don't really know why he, I don't remember why he left. Why did he, did he, was it like a kind of a nagging injuries that he retired? Yeah, he had a lot of
1: hamstring problems. Yeah. I mean, when you're a human slinky, it's no surprise right. at
0: all. Right, and I mean, so but but he had those issues into his in his 40s, whereas most goaltenders have those issues into their late 30s. So 37, 38, you know, something like that. So I, I do think that maybe not playing the rigorous schedule of the NHL early on in his career allowed for him to To play more games later on, uh, I you know that that's always a, a thought. Like guys like Tim Thomas, who who comes in later, and and uh, a Craig Anderson, who kind of came in later in his career, is that did it allow for his body to have more longevity later on? Uh, because I mean, it's it's hard to play to play. He played over seven hundred games as a a goaltender in the National Hockey League, which is basically like p- playing. You know, thirteen, fourteen hundred games as a skater. You can probably double it up. And I, I, just, I, I don't know if he had come in the league in the eighties, if he would be as good as he was into the nineties. Like, I, I just, I don't know. There's no way of yeah. knowing.
1: Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. And I mean, you look at two. I think it's Brodeur who had five straight seventy-plus games in a season that he played. And you look at Hashik, he only had one time in his career where he played more than 70 games. And so, you know, maybe that, you know, man, you know, game management by Buffalo early on in his career was part of the reason why he was able to play for so long. I mean, again, we, you know, most goaltenders are lucky if they played or 35. I mean, right. it's just, it's hard on your body. And, uh, yeah, that, that game management early on and, you know, in his late twenties, early thirties is yeah, probably why he was able to play for so long. And, you want to talk about a guy that played for a long time. I mean, Yami Yager, my gosh, 45, still playing in Calgary. Just unreal. I mean, he actually, at 44 years old, with the Florida Panthers, managed to still pull out an 82-game season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he played for so long that on hockeyreference.com, they actually have his, from ninety to 90, 90, 1990 to 2004, they have those stats, and then they cut it off and they continue it they like redo all this all the uh the top stuff because it's just too long yeah (laughs) so i mean yeah just just a a phenomenal career i mean to for my money for a guy to play seventeen hundred and thirty three games and he had 1921 points i mean he is the he's what the he's the second all-time scorer yeah is that right yeah all-time second all-time scorer and well I of course Hasik had I'd say I mean it's funny because both these guys were the years that the year that Hashik won his heart right he wins the heart in uh, what is it it's in 2000 96-97 uh, and 97-98 98-99 yeah. Yager wins the heart
1: yeah, and Hashik's not far behind him third in voting no too,
0: no so. and I mean but the years that so yager wins the uh wins the pearson in you know in 98 99 in 99 2000 even though he's not winning the heart he's winning the pearson <laughs> he won it a couple times so that's yeah. just you know i think it it goes to show that the players in the league as well uh definitely appreciated who he was uh I, I just think that the longevity, and I mean, Yager. At the same time, you know, we talk about what would have happened if if Hoshik had had those couple years in the beginning. You know, would he have been able to to make an even greater impact? And I think the same can be said for Yager because he leaves the National Hockey League. He's thirty five years old, and he leaves for for three three and a half seasons. Uh yeah, for four four seasons. Yeah, some of yeah, like, Three, three four seasons, seasons. Yeah. And what could he have done? I mean, he was putting up, he he put up 71 points the year before he left. He put up 54, 67, 66 when he came back. So who's to say that, you know, those three years he doesn't end up with, let's go on the, on the, like the very conservative side and say that he gets 20 goals and 30 assists in all those years. I mean, this, this guy, he would, he would have basically 2,100 points and over eight hundred goal. If he had played those games, there's there is a chance he probably still wouldn't have beaten Gretzky's record, but he would have had. He definitely would have had more than eight hundred goals, yeah. and and would be the probably the second all time goal scorer as well uh, as as the points if he had been in the league for those times. But again, I mean, I I heard a lot of stories about Yager and that when he left and he went overseas, that uh, that he kind of found himself again. And that he was he was kind of living an empty life, and he went over there and he was alone. And he, uh, you know, he I guess from from what I've heard from people, he found God over there, and that kind of changed his outlook on life. And that's why he wanted to come back to the NHL. Uh, in when all was said and done, and so. I mean, you never, you just don't know, like if he had stayed, maybe he retires a lot sooner and doesn't, doesn't go to New Jersey. He doesn't go to Florida. and has the impact that he had. I think Yager beyond what he did in the nineties where he tore up the NHL. I mean, three out of four seasons in a row where he has over a hundred points. And I mean the, he went 149, 95, 102, 127, 96 and 121. I mean, in the year that he he had a, basically 150 points, he was only fourth in Hart Trophy voting. <laughs> like, man, what kind of year do you need to put up? Uh, Mario Lemieux had, was, was first that year with 161 points, which is fair. He did have 69 goals. <laughs> and uh, you had Messier, who had 99 points. He's second. And then Lindros is third with 115 points. Jager scored 62 goals that year, 87 assists, and yet was fourth in voting because he played with Mario Lemieux. And you know, like you know, that's exactly why. Yeah. It, and and I consider the top three guys: Lemieux, Canadian; Messier, Canadian; Lindros, Canadian. And there's Jager, it's uh, the Czech Republic guy, and Fedorov just below him with 107 points, who is Russian. Uh, I think they maybe had a little bit of a, a little bit of a Canadian bias bias at yeah. the time. <laughs> so, I yeah. I
1: mean, let's, let's face it. It took, uh, what's his face, Patrick Kane so long to be the first American to ever win the, the heart there, but yeah, I, I will say, I mean, you, you can't argue with whoever you put one or two here in this spot. I mean, I've, obviously most lists will have, you know, Yager up there. Obviously the numbers don't lie second all time in the NHL and scoring and, uh, I mean, gosh, man, you look at his playoff numbers, too. I I wish he had played with, you know, a few more dominant teams because, obviously, he gets a couple Stanley Cups, you know, early on with Pittsburgh. But, you know, after that, it kind of went dry. But I, I would have loved to have seen, you know, a few more deep playoff runs to see if he could really have willed some of these teams, you know, into, into a cup or two, especially after, you know, those years where Mario maybe wasn't in Pittsburgh. So that would have been exciting to see for sure.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. He went to the finals in uh, 2013 when the Bruins lose to the Blackhawks, but uh, yeah. he was he was kind of a definitely a more of a role player at that point. Uh, but yeah, uh, the other the other one other thing about uh, about jager and the the Czech Republic, he is the all time Czech Republic score leading scorer by far. I mean, he is. He has ten goals. The next guy has seven. That's Martin Ruchinski. Uh He has fif- <laughs> fifteen assists. Uh, the only guy with more assists than him is Martin Havlat. Actually, has twenty nine assists. Wow. Not not in the Olympics. In in like you know different, international like, play. Yeah, international. I, I, is that correct? <laughs>
1: I think so. I mean, I'm
0: looking at this and. It just seems weird because Martin Havlat had one goal and twenty nine assists. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's wrong. It's definitely oh. <laughs> wrong. It's saying that he has twenty seven assists in two thousand and two in the Olympics. That's wrong. I was like, that can't be right.
1: No, no, no way. Yeah, absolutely. Not.
0: Uh, yeah. So we're we're going Yager with fifteen assists. The next guy has nine, and that's actually Thomas Kabrela and Robert Lang, another guy, another Pittsburgh guy from the Czech Republic, who uh, who just. Who missed both our lists? Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Let's uh, we'll we'll do another top ten country the next time we we meet. Do you have a preference on which country you want to do next?
1: No, none whatsoever, actually.
0: Uh, let's stick with a little bit smaller of uh, a country. Let's go Norwegian. You you pick Sweden or Finland, whichever oh. one you want to do. Let's do the
1: Finns. They're kind of emerging right now in terms of the international scene. So they're exciting for me.
0: All right. Well, on our next show, we will hit up the top 10 all-time players from Finland. And until then, you can uh, hit us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. And as the NHL maybe nears a solution here for uh, what they're going to do or the playoffs, it sounds like it's going to be a 24-game playoff. a 2014 playoff and once we know what that is uh all bets are off we'll be doing a show on the possible playoff uh playoff battles and and playoff matchups uh but we've been holding off on on doing that just until we find out exactly what's going on because we don't want to waste an entire show on something that is entirely theoretical uh, but once we know that we'll start jumping into current hockey things but until then enjoy these lists And we will talk to you guys soon.